Azeroth history is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Azeroth, a history, a look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Wynn Stark, aka Senpai, and we are still socially isolated at home. And my yes, ca- indeed we are. And my cat's food is right below my desk, so if he comes through, uh, I'm kind of not sorry, because he's adorable. <laughs> no. No, he's adorable. Bonnie is locked in the kitchen right now because we built a blanket fort in our living room <laughs> and uh, peed on our bed. Oh, So he needs to be downgraded because that was a, a signal of dominance. So, like, he's not Alpha Bunny in this house. <laughs> no, Absolutely. I mean, you guys did name him Lucy. It's I. Oh, I am well aware that we brought this on ourselves with our name choice. So you know, his space has been downgraded. He has the whole kitchen. That's still lots. That is still a lot. So yeah. And uh, I get to keep my blanket fort up. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um. All right. So with it being the month of May. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's my birthday month. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. And because I get to make the schedule, I get to choose what we talk about. <laughs> so we're gonna, we've talked about him before in bits and pieces, but we actually get to talk about him on his own and with a uh, kind of really big thing that he did. Um, we're talking about Illidan. Illidan. In case nobody figured that one out. Because I love Illidan. Alright, <laughs> um, so we're going to reiterate a few things that uh, I don't remember if we went into full detail in. Um, it's been a while since I listened. Uh, but starting with his birth, um, night elves were typically not born... They were typically born with silver eyes with very few exceptions. So Ashara being one of them. As well yeah. as Illidan Stormrage. And his twin, Malfurion, was not... Um, like, one twin has silver eyes, one twin does not. Yeah, one twin has gold eyes. So Illidan has the gold, gold eyes. Gold eyes. Yeah. Gold. Um, so, the... I don't really entirely understand Night Elven society, but it seems like children weren't born very often, because um, back in Legion we got treated to a few memories of um, basically these two boys being put on a pedestal in the middle of town after they were bored. Oh, wow. So I don't know if it's just because there's not very many children bored, or because they're twins. Because, like, is that not something that we used to, like, maybe used to do back in the day, is, like, when it was twins or something, we there'd be some sort of special celebration? I have no idea. I feel like They're I remember... for me. I feel like I remember reading about something like that, but, like... I mean, that sounds possible. We use, like, ritual is definitely a thing. People are weird as fuck. That's true. 
It's true. Oh we God, are. we want double babies. We have. We've been blessed. <laughs> um. Oh, four hands only. <laughs> oh God, no two mouths. God damn. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Um, but yeah, not too sure exactly why that happened, but a special birth, so yay. Um, or maybe it was the gold eye thing. I have no idea. I I don't know. <laughs> there was something about those two them there boys there that was worth celebrating. I mean, they definitely did grow up to be very special. Um, later on, Cenarius began teaching Malfurion the ways of the Druid. Um, and Illidan was involved at first, but he was frustrated because he wasn't very good at it. Um, but he was gifted with, like, uh, arcane sorcery and that kind of magic. And so he kind yeah. of gravitated towards that way. Um, yeah, he was actually so gifted that he pe became the uh, personal caster of Curtalos Ravencrest, uh, who commanded the Black Rookhold's Moon Guard. Um, and he eventually became the leader of the Moon Guard during the War of the Ancients. Okay. I also want to mentioned here it's very fitting that i've leveled two dru three druids um i've leveled boomkin which is like a ranged class you pew pew with like moonlight and stuff um and i've leveled feral which is a cat which you just scratch at shit <laughs> and make things bleed i hate druids and it's very fitting that i love demon hunters <laughs> I know this makes no sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not gonna lie, you lost me at Pew Pew Mooncloak. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That's fair. Um, you know, in illegal Danish, when she's uh, doing that moonfire spam at the big machine. Anna. Okay. Well, she's a druid. Okay. <laughs> and I just. I don't like playing Druid. I don't like it. I mean, that's fair. Sometimes <laughs> you don't like doing the stuff. So I like don't like a lot of things. That's fair. And, uh, yeah, it's very fitting that I love demon hunters. They kill Druids? Uh, no. Just the the history between Malfurion and, uh, and Illidan were, were just so great. Like, I don't know. It's It's a very funny thing to me that, like, I can't stand Druids. And yet I have other friends who, who love druids, and I love night elven culture so much, and I was so sad when I hated the druid. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Alright. Um, so yeah, continue on. Uh, this would be something that Curtalis would regret a little bit later when he actually promoted Illidan. Because Illidan had decided to get the mage to... Mage, eh. He decided to get the mages to channel their power into him so that he could empower his own spells. And that doesn't that's seem... <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't seem too bad at first, right? Except that he took too much power. Oh, right? Yeah, like, when you're doing that, you're putting a lot of faith in whoever you're siphoning your power into that they're not gonna take advantage of that connection. Yep, and, uh, yeah, he left a lot of them defenseless and, uh, misused their power. And he ended up actually draining some until they died. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, dude, that's like, like, setting up a permanent you like, IV tap to a fucking vampire. <laughs> Just sounds like the dumbest thing. 
<laughs> going all true blood on it. <laughs> like, actually, though, girl. <laughs> but yeah, so. The universal girl with the U. <laughs> it works. Uh, but it, it did convince him that sacrifice was necessary to defeat the Legion, but they weren't his sacrifices. Right? Exactly. Like, that sounds like you justifying murder there, bro. Yep. Um, and then, uh, Kurtalos also had a daughter. Um, Ilisana looked up to Illidan, and so much so that she would eventually follow him, convinced that he was doing the right thing, no matter how questionable his methods seemed. Which were very questionable. Right? <laughs> um... <clears throat> I think I had mentioned that he was in love with Tiranda as well, um, and he kept trying to impress her with magic, which was never what she was looking for, and so she ended up choosing Malfurion. Um, uh, I mean, makes sense. Exactly. Xavius uh, had used that as a tool to try and compel Illidan to try to kill his brother in order oh, to get- <laughs> Right? Like- all the mind fuckery in, in this. Xavius is such a creep. Um, oh, yeah. Creepy, creepy bastard. Um, and then at some point, I don't think it's ever been confirmed exactly when, and I don't think Blizzard ever will. Maybe they will. I don't know. Um, Illidan faced off with a demon called Azadoth. Um, and when he defeated the demon, he took the weapons and adopted, uh, adopted them as his weapon of choice. And those are the war glaives of Azanoth, and the type of weapon that, like, demon hunters really use, for the most part. Okay. Pretty metal. Oh, yeah. And, uh, those are the ones I will be making eventually at some point for cosplay. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Illidan ended up getting into Zinashari, where he, like, he feigned allegiance to Ashara and Manoroth and secretly planned to use the demon soul to seal the portal that the Legion was using to get through. <laughs> what a bastard. I mean, this is a good thing, though. He wanted to stop the Legion from coming to Azeroth and destroying his planet. I get it. His methodology is crap, but his, his motives are pure. <laughs> He's such a Marvel villain. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier. I'm like, God, Magneto had such a good goal. He just went about it in the wrong way. So did Illidan. Right. <laughs> Sometimes <sighs> the end does not justify the means. Yup. <laughs> yeah, he did need more power to do that, though, because when he was brought before Sargeras, um, kind of. Like, Sargeras wasn't actually there there, but he was able to speak to Illidan through a portal. And then he burned out Illidan's eyes. Oh, uh, God. And replaced them with fiery orbs, which allowed him to see magic. Um, and then there's a bit of a retcon here. Originally, it was saying that um, the the tattoos on his body were actually from Sargeras burning his eyes out and stuff. They, they actually changed that a little bit, lore-wise. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, and then he started wearing blindfolds as well to cover his, like, basically just open eye sockets, but you can still see the fire that shows through, like, his eyes kind of glow green. Damn. Mm-hmm. The visual. 
Uh, so he was also given a vision of the true might of the Burning Legion and their mission to eradicate life in the universe. And this is when he resolved to defeat them at all costs. Uh, Understandable. Yeah. Ashara sent her captain with him to go search for the demon soul to strengthen the portal. And Illidan met up again with the Kaldari resistance, who, like, they didn't really know of his plans. He didn't tell anybody. <laughs> So they they saw him essentially betray them. <laughs> like, damn, <laughs> damn it, Illidan! Just tell people about your plans. Oh, it might have <laughs> gone over a little bit better. Um, so we talked about Illidan's doings at Mount Hydral after the Sundering. Um, so I won't go back into that in too much detail, but I'm gonna bring up Ilisana Ravencrest again. Um, cause at some point, she became the first female demon hunter. But I couldn't- <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't find exactly when. Um, and it was confirmed that she was jailed, uh, like, kind of in proximity to Illidan after the War of the Ancients. Um, so it was likely sometime within that war. But she also was not trained by Illidan. And so I don't know where she learned. But she also doesn't have eyes like other demon hunters do. Um, and I can't think that it was the way that demon hunters learn later on. Which we will get into in a bit. Um, before we get there, though. During the Third War, Tyrande frees Illidan from his prison. Because the Burning Legion is back. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna skip a little bit of kind of what happened there because I want to go into uh, another story with that in another episode. Um, it's it's a bit complicated, but it, I think it fits better with someone else's story. Okay. Um, so he led a force of night elves into the Felwood, where he encounters Arthas. So this is their first meeting. Uh, we've glossed over the story of the past, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it here. Arthas ends up telling Illidan about the Skull of Gul'dan, um, who's the orc that originally corrupted the majority of the orcs. Okay. After he was killed, uh, the skull was brought to Felwood, and that's what is corrupting the forest here, is this skull. Um, oh. But if the skull is destroyed, the corruption would stop, which is great. Oh, yay! But Illidan... Yeah, but Illidan also doesn't trust Arthas. <laughs> but he oh, ended no. up he ended up kind of taking the bait anyway and sought out the skull. Uh, and then when he finds it, he absorbs it. Or absorbs the power in it. And Malfurion and Tyrande actually come up on him when he's doing this. And they're like, oh my, like, you just traded your soul for more power? Like, really? <laughs> and, wow. And then at this point... Illidan was transformed, so I think this is when they uh, confirmed that this is when he got the tattoos. He grew the wings. Okay. Um, like, this, like, fully flushed him into a demon. <clears throat> wow. Um, so it gave him the horns, it gave him the hooves, the wings. So great. It's son. And then Malfurion was like, okay, no, we're not doing this anymore. You're banished. Go away. And... Illidan was like, my sacrifice is unappreciated, and he left. Uh, I mean, apparently not. Like, damn it, Illidan. 
<laughs> see this from other people's points of view. Uh, <laughs> uh, a few months after the Legion's defeat, Kil'jaeden gave Illidan the task of destroying the Frozen Throne. Uh, so this this was where Arthas had been heading uh, later on. In exchange, Kil'jaeden promised him more power and magic. Again, not seeing a ton of personal sacrifice. Way to his heart. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, if he thinks that his search for power is a journey of self-sacrifice, I think we might have somebody with a little case of, like, narcissistic personality disorder. Maybe? I'd like, a damn. I would say that that's probably accurate. <laughs> as much as I love Illidan, he's a shit. <laughs> oh. Narcissists are good at getting people to love them because they feel like they deserve it. <laughs> I mean, he's a character. <laughs> I, I'm a real person, I think, right? <laughs> oh. oh. He's, he's, like, don't get me wrong, Illidan's a shit. <laughs> but I still love him. He's such a great character. He's, he's so great. Alright, so, back, on, back off our tangent here. Um, so, this is when he put out a call into the sea, to the Naga. I don't think he fully knew that they existed. Um, and he really didn't know what happened to the Highborn, but he had heard rumors over the years. And then this is when Lady Vosh joins him. Um, so she had been a, uh, a handmaiden to Queen Ashara. Okay. And uh, so she got turned into a naga. And then she joins Illidan. And this is not because of any kind of shared history between them. This isn't because, like, oh, Illidan's a powerful sorcerer or anything like that. The old gods are creepy and putting their tentacles all over that button and leading on it. <laughs> So they, oh, like, wow. essentially told the Naga, like, yeah, go join him. <laughs> Ensue <Got> chaos. <laughs> ah, stupid old gods. Uh, I love them. They've got a good vibe. They're so creepy. Exactly. <sighs> okay, so he also recruited some of the satyrs. Um, and the Corrupted Furbolgs. Boys! Yes. Not entirely the way you think of them, I know that. We've talked about this before. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Well, we can, we can be on different sides of the same page. That's totally fine. This, this game is rated T for teen. So... Some of the satyrs, he, he ended up recruiting them, as well as some of the corrupted furbolgs. Um, and we haven't talked about furbolgs. They're basically, like, sentient bear people. Okay. And I forgot to grab a picture of those for you. I'm sorry. Um, okay. I'm just, like, during a bear furry. It's cute. <laughs> you know what? That, that's, a, that's actually a very good descriptor. I knew it would be. That's why it's such an attractive... Yeah, uh, but he he rec so he recruited them to head off Maev, who was his jailer, uh, because she was now hunting him down. Um, and then he hijacked a boat to set sail. Uh, Not a boat. 
<laughs> I might need to make that a thing. <laughs> I'm here to provide all of your machinima idea needs. Oh, that's gonna be so good. <laughs> oh, it probably won't be a full video, but I think I just need to make a picture of just Elidon on a boat with Lonely Island. I think it would be great. Oh, right? You could just make it a GIF. It'd be perfect. <laughs> or if someone, if someone beats me to this, all the power, do it, please. I want to see this. <laughs> um, so he made it to what is now the Broken Isles. Uh, so this is where Suramar is, where Illidan grew up. Um, oh, Snap doing a little homecoming, being like, see, I knew I'd get away from this small town, and look at me now. I'm so much better. Basically. Wings and these hooves. Oh, fuck yeah. He didn't get into the city, though. The city, uh, they had closed themselves off at this point. Um, so they were still, like, the big bubble. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he, he couldn't quite do that. Uh, but he was hunting down another relic, the Eye of Sargeras. Um, okay. Which would later be used to try to destroy the Frozen Throne. Uh, Maev followed them, followed him, and they battled. And then Tyrande and Malfurion show up with reinforcements, but Illidan was able to get away and head for Dalaran and start using the Eye of Sargeras. Uh, we've, we have talked about this before a little bit, we didn't go into detail. This was, this was the spell that ended up actually just weakening the Lich King's hold, because he didn't end up fi being able to finish it. Because he got interrupted. Okay. But this was what, like, let Sylvanas kind of break her hold, uh, like, break the Lich King's hold on her, as well as a lot of the other Scourge that became Forsaken. So, yeah. So... He did some good there, I guess. <laughs> um, at this point, he's now heard that Tyrande was swept away um, when a bridge collapsed beneath her. And, oh, no. Yeah, and so he went off to go and try and save her and find her and uh, ended up bringing her back to Malfurion, which surprised both Malfurion and Tyrande. And so, they kind of came to, like, a ceasefire agreement. Uh, Malfurion's like, yeah, you could go, but you can't threaten the Night Elves again. And Illidan's like, alright, that's fine. Peace. Bye. Uh, <laughs> you never. Basically. <laughs> so, Maya finally caught up with Illidan again at this point. And she's pretty rightfully pissed um basically she just sees that he's like murdered so many night elves she only sees him as a betrayer and that's it uh which is kind of sad it really is <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe over the ten thousand years that she had him in prison maybe if she talked to him maybe this way might have gone differently who knows um regardless she disagrees that illidan should be free and continues at hunting him as he goes to Outland to put uh, some more of his plans into motion. Um, she was able to catch up with him and capture him again. And then this is when Kael'thas and Vash end up uh, coming, into, uh, coming out to Outland and saving him. And, okay. And when Kale swore fealty of the Blood Elves uh, to Illidan in exchange for some sort of treatment for their magic addiction. 
which obviously was not a proper treatment for magic addiction. <laughs> oh, you're addicted to magic? Hang out with me. I got your fix. Okay, Tiger King. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh no! I have a terrible vision. <laughs> a meme. I have oh, a very. Maybe I'll make the meme. I have a very terrible visual in my head. <laughs> okay, I need to gloss over that. No, we need to go. We need to move on. Oh no! I'm gonna meme it. I need to like make a note to myself. <laughs> That's it. So. Elan got started on his original plan at this point to rid Outland. I guess not original plan, but what his like main goal at this point to rid Outland of the Burning Legion. Um, and he he had the intent of keeping himself safe from Kiljaden. So they ended up at the Black Temple, where the Pit Lord Magtheridon sort of like kept his base of operations. When they got there. Akama came to greet Illidan. So Akama was a Draenei, except kind of not. Um, what happens to Draenei is when fell energy corrupts them, they kind of morph in different ways. Uh, so for some of them, they become Eridar. They, they, you know, they become demons. Okay. For some of them, though, they become uh, what's called broken or crocool in their language. And they're like these twisted versions of what they once were. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he pledged his tribe, the Ash Tongues, uh, to Illidan. And then with Illidan taking over the Black Temple, he hoped that the temple would be returned to its original glory as the Temple of Karabor. But that would not happen. But he had hope, but it wouldn't happen. <laughs> Sorry, Akama. <laughs> um... Illidan and his forces brought down Magtheridon and imprisoned him below Hellfire Citadel, um, which got the attention of Kilchaden. It's not like, it's not a surprise, because apparently that was a big thing in the Legion, is like just different lieutenants kind of taking control over each other. But he still kind of wanted to see what was going on. <laughs> Rightfully so. And so he did some digging in Illidan's mine. And decided he didn't really care who ruled Outland so long as they did so in the, in the Legion's name. And he gave Illidan the choice to rejoin the Legion at this point. Um, and to do so, he had to destroy the Frozen Throne. And, like, actually do it this time instead of getting interrupted. Oh, snap. <laughs> so. Hey, that's a little bit of a full circle, except now he's, like, this formed human... Oh no, he's he was he was already a demon when when he tried to use the eye of Sir Garrus the first time. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I know the timeline's a little weird, right? Um. So KJ, that's a jump, but that's okay. <laughs> KJ also did the same with Vosh and Kale, just to like kind of look in their minds and stuff. Um, and he kind of felt okay that they were sworn to Illidan because they showed promise. Whatever that means to a demon, I. <laughs> Kilchain's also creepy and weird. There's lots of creepy weird. So much creepy weird. Uh, this is also where we've seen some of Illidan's mastery. 
he was able to hide his actual plans from Kill Jaden, who is known as the Deceiver. Oh, snap. <laughs> he fanged thoughts of allegiance to Kill Jaden and the Legion. And he did agree to destroy the Lich King, because that was something that fit in with his plans anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but he was very set on actively working against the Legion, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, oh, this was just like round two of Illidan being a, a lying face? Kind of, yeah. I mean, the first time it wasn't really him lying, it was kind of, it was more just a mission of just, he just didn't tell anybody. Um, I think he did tell Vosh and Kale for the most part. I think, I think he told them some. I don't know that he told them all, but, but yeah. Um, so they left Akama to secure Outland. Um, and then Illidan, Vosh, and Kale set out to Northren to destroy the Lich King, and they went to Ice Crown. And so they had to fight through some Nerubian forces. And finally squared off with Arthas. And Arthas was successful in opening the way to the Frozen Throne, and Illidan attacked him one last time. Um, Arthas ended up actually injuring him very badly at this point, but, but didn't actually kill him. He's like, no, you know what? You can leave Azeroth and never come back, and we'll be fine. But if you stay, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and so Vash and Kale were like, yeah, this isn't worth it anymore. We can't, this is, we're not going to win here. So they took Illidan and went back to Outland. And did their own thing for a bit. <laughs> That's cool. Um, sucks to suck. Yep. So, for the time between his loss against Arthas and the beginning of the Burning Crusade expansion, it's a good four or five years. I couldn't quite nail down the time. Um, Illidan figured that Kil'jaeden might retaliate against him because he, he failed again. Uh, so he started amassing his forces to make a stand against the Legion once again. Um, over all this, uh, Akama grew more and more frustrated that Illidan stayed in power in the temple. Uh, I mean, yeah, it seems like he's got a bit of a vendetta now. Absolutely. Um, also, Illidan did not trust Akama with a lot of stuff. He, I don't entirely know how much he left out for Akama, but he seemed to have left out a lot. Because I think Akama probably would have been on... God, Illidan, just tell people your fucking plans. <laughs> Never! <laughs> I am the only one I can trust. Clearly. <laughs> but yeah, Akama just felt like it's it's still the Legion in charge, just with a different face. So he reached out to Maiev in secret and began working against Illidan to try to restore the temple to its original purpose in service of the light. Oh no. Um, now I'm going to take a bit of a break from Illidan himself for a minute. We're going to talk about Vandel. And the demon hunters. And how they become demon hunters. So Vandel is a, a night elf who lived in Ashenvale when the Burning Legion uh, got to Azeroth during the Third War. Okay. Uh, his village had been completely destroyed by demons, and he watched his son Kariel be torn apart by a fellhound. And I sent you a picture of those. Those are creepy. Oh, snap. <laughs> um, he was able to kill the demon with nothing more than a hunting knife and stumbled out of his family's home. 
where Illidan was just kind of like standing outside and Vandell thought he was responsible for like the destruction of his town and so he attacked him he didn't recognize him as Illidan at first um because he basically just saw a demon and <laughs> was like die so Illidan... <laughs> that's basically what happened um Illidan was impressed but he was able to fend off the attacks very easily and he tried to recruit Vandell as a follower at, at this point, which he refused. Of that's um, just like becoming a powerful person 101. Oh, you're my enemy? Do you want to work with me instead? I'll pay you. It's, it's not even quite like that, but it's like because this, you know, Vandell's child has just been destroyed in front of him, quite literally. Like, I think Illidan kind of sees the pain in that, and is like, look, if you really want vengeance, seek me out later. And then he, and then he departs. Because there's no demons left in that town, other than that one fellhound, because Illidan's killed them all. That's why he was there. <laughs> um, and so eventually Vandel, Vandel did seek out Illidan. He found a way to get to Outland. And he used his daggers to climb up the walls of the Black Temple. Uh, yeah, to the top and reach Illidan and teach him how, like, get Illidan to teach him how to hunt demons. That's awesome. So he was brought into some sort of housing for, like, the training demon hunters. And he kind of made some friends with some of them, like some of the other hopefuls. Um, they were all in the elves. I don't know. I have speculation as to why that might be <laughs> uh, but I'm not entirely sure um, some of them were night elves, some of them were blood elves sent by Kale to like learn learn the ways um, and for some of like some of them had, uh, they like just got there and they were starting their training they none of them had tattoos they all had their eyes but some of the ones that had been there for a while like some of them had horns, some of them were, like, they had scales in their skin. None of them have eyes. <laughs> okay, so, uh, omens of things to come. Yeah. Um, so he was brought into where a lot of the others were sleeping. Um, and he kind of got the lowdown from Raphael, his, like, new friend. Everyone had found their way to Illidan for the same reasons. Uh, they wanted to bring down the Legion. And Raphael said that he'd lost everything, which he didn't elaborate on. But Vandella is like, oh yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can, t I can tell. <laughs> um, and then, so they would learn. He would learn about some of the other stories and like kind of piece together bits and pieces of the other stories of what the Legion took from some of the others. Uh, they're all horror stories. And like, the way. William King wrote the Illidan novel. Like, it's really good and really dark. But, like, man. Some of those stories are heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> just, just heartbreaking. The Legion, man. Mm -hmm. Um, finally, after a lot of weapons training for the new demon hunters, Illidan brought himself before them. And their true transformation was to happen for Vandell and the others. So we only get Vandell's story in the novel, but it's probable that they kind of have the same sort of idea. Um, Vandell volunteered first, 
when no one else dared to move. And so he was brought into a summoning circle, and the circle was activated, and a fellhound was brought forth. And it looked like the same one that had killed Karel years before, which I think we talked about. Demons don't technically die. They just go back to the Twisting Nether until they can come back. Yeah. So <laughs> it's very probable that this is the same fellhound. Um, Vandel killed the creature again, and Illidan reached down, tore the heart out of the demon, and told Vandel eat it. And so he did, like, very, like, Daenerys Targaryen here with the horse, <laughs> with the horse heart. Oh. Oh, um, <laughs> and then he was told to drink the blood, and he did. So this did some things to Vandel. It made his skin feel tingly where it touched, where the blood touched his, uh, his skin. Um, and it felt like something was kicking in his stomach. It's, like, it's quite gruesome. <laughs> And I'm downplaying the way it was written. Ow. It's dark. Um, Illidan began chanting a spell, imbuing Vandel with magic. Um, and he began to be able to see in a different way. So he could see the fire behind Illidan's blindfolds, like, very clearly. He could see, like, magical auras. And then the world kind of disappeared. Um, and he kind of, like, goes into the... I don't know if I really want to call it a dreamscape kind of thing, but, like... He's definitely back in a memory. And he's in the he's in the village that was burning when the Legion came to Azeroth. And he sees his son running back into the house and follows him where the fellhound was uh, devouring him. Super, super dark. Wow. <laughs> I cannot stress this enough. Um, Sounds traumatizing. Yeah. Uh, except this time, he could actually hear a voice in his head coaxing him to kill the fellhound and to feed it, to feed the voice. So he tore into the demon, the voice reveling in the agony and the grief that he felt and that the demon in front of him felt. Um, and it spoke to him, saying that it was really the demon consuming Vandel, not the other way around. And then Vandel kind of lay next to the, the body of his son. And then a shadow darkened the doorway, and Vandel attacked again. And was easily tossed into the street. And then he recognized that this was Illidan. And he once again attacked, because at that point, he was like, you're the betrayer. <laughs> like, how dare you? And so Illidan stopped him. Like, this is just the memory of that happening. Um, and then the demon's voice mocked him again as the memory fa faded. And then he stood naked in front of the fellhound in, like... I'm assuming sort of, I don't know if you watch Stranger Things at all, but like sort of the upside down reality? I have not. Okay. Uh, so the Fellhound now had Vandel's eyes. Okay. <laughs> nice and creepy, right? <laughs> um, he was able to kill the creature again in this like kind of magical dream, uh, reached into the chest of the demon pulled out the heart and once again devouring it. So through all of this, visions came to him of the Burning Legion moving through the universe, destroying everything in its path, sometimes losing but always returning over and over stronger than before and in larger numbers than before. Um, the voice of the demon once again comes back to him and he's like, and he refused to give in to it. He killed the demon again, 
This time it was easier, as if killing it kind of gave him more of its strength. And he began to eat the heart again and drink the blood. And he saw infinite universes this time. New worlds born every day. Demons, the Legion, over and over. And each time he felt himself die a little inside each time as different worlds were just destroyed. And the demon kind of reveled in this. Um, and then this is kind of when Vandell realizes, oh, wait. This is what made Illidan make the choices that he made. This is why he's become the betrayer, because he's been working against the Legion, but he can only do that with more power. <laughs> so, yeah. And so it kind of makes sense. So he finally wakes up, and he couldn't quite remember all of it, and he was kind of thankful for that. He brought his hands up to his face, and his eyes were gone. Basically, what happens with demon hunters is they try and claw out their eyes to stop them from seeing these visions of the Legion just running rampant through the universe. Oh, wow. This is dark, right? <laughs> so, so dark. It's so dark. Um, so, yeah, this is kind of what all demon hunters go through. It changes them. Um... They don't have eyes in the literal sense, and it get, gets replaced with Bellfire, uh, which it, it does allow them to see, but it's it's different than the way a normal person would see. Yeah. Um, like, when Vandell wakes up, he sees flickers of light, uh, and then he he tries to stand up, and he, and he falls, and he hits his head, and tiny flickers showed up when he hit his head. Um, and it does take time before, it can, before he, like, fully comprehends it. Uh, it, oh, yeah. yeah, it makes him very dizzy and sick at first, and um, he also does still have that demon at the back of his mind trying to control him. Uh oh. Yeah, I. There was a show that I had watched at one point. Wait, did you watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. I think that's the only show that I've seen with anything kind of like this, with someone just kind of like waiting for your sort of control to just wait just a tiny bit, just so I can sneak in there and be like, ah, I, I can still do this. <laughs> uh, so it takes time for demon hunters to actually get used to seeing this way, and like, this is their reality every day, fighting the demon within them for control. Um, that's like, work. Yeah. Um, it's also not the end of them becoming a demon hunter, because they still get their tattoos. Um, now, I only have one experience of getting a tattoo, and it's nowhere near as bad as what's described in this novel. Um, it's bad, because, <laughs> like, they're essentially, like, burning it into the skin, but it's what helps anchor the demon and keep it under control so oh, yeah so it makes sense that it would hurt a lot more but yeah like getting a tattoo absolutely nothing like that <laughs> not wrong getting a tattoo is rather like really not that bad at all i think the worst part like uh towards the bottom of it and then towards the top of it it like kind of i guess it hit a nerve that goes up into my elbow and then the down into my wrist. That was a bit annoying. That's it. Felt like scratching. I 
<laughs> it wasn't that bad at all. <laughs> the, the worst part was, I don't even have hairy arms, but the worst part was the hair growing back in. <laughs> it's like such a baby thing to th complain about. But, uh, but yeah, so this also spurs changes in their bodies. So most of them grow horns, their skin becomes scaly, their hands and feet become claws, their teeth morph and grow fangs. Um, they all, most even hunters also cover their eye sockets with blindfolds, which, I mean, obviously doesn't obstruct their vision at all. It just kind of makes things a little bit more comfortable for other people. Um, eventually, the demon hunters continue to train, uh, including Vandel's friend, Raphael. And, um... They, they keep the demons inside them keep putting like temptations in front of them like go ahead do this thing and they they like part of their learning is trying to curb that temptation um and as and is is learning some of the abilities that they have now um now available to them that's good that they've developed techniques to to overcome that mm-hmm and it doesn't work for everybody, but it's, I mean, it's a learning process, right? Um, yeah. One of these abilities is they can devour bits of their enemies to heal themselves. Oh, um, shit. Yep. So this is why I made the, the soul shard cupcakes. Because <laughs> demon oh, hunter, yeah. why not? <laughs> um, and then for Vandel, this came to a very real lesson in a sparring match with Raphael. Um. Uh, Raphael ended up giving way to the demonic soul within, and he transformed into his, like, demonic form, and, like, it's super cool. So we get horn- we get, um, we get hooves when we do that, we get the wings out, it's- it's like, we get really, really scary demon. <laughs> oh, snap. And despite the spells on their weapons specifically used to blunt them, to make them non-lethal while they're essentially taking this, uh, exam, um, Raphael is able to break through it and start, like, really attacking Vandel. And Vandel ends up killing his friend and devouring his soul to heal his wounds, claiming victory. Oh, no. Yeah. It's so dark shit, man. Right? <laughs> Alright. I think it's time to take a break from some darkness for a little bit. And I think we, I think we should check the auction house. Oh, boy. <laughs> Da, da, da. <laughs> you had to scroll up again, didn't you? Yeah. If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpai and bam bam. Senpai with two Ps. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcast, Podchaser, or any other podcast service you use. It helps open us up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, family, guildies, Whoever, perhaps you could uh, write the link on a, on a piece of paper and tape <laughs> it to your door. Who knows? Your mailman can get it. Social distance Maybe. harassing. <laughs> Go exactly. to this podcast. Like, like one of those like bulletin boards where you have like uh, the bottom of the, the paper has like all the notches cut into it so you can rip have our url on one of those you know what i honestly i'm I, i'm honestly thinking about doing this because this will get me to go check my mail well see it'll be good for everybody <sighs> also have a new patron 
Aranka. I hope I pronounced that properly. They didn't get back to me on how to pronounce their name fully, so yeah, Aranka, Aranka, thank you for joining us, and uh, we hope you enjoy everything that we're doing. It, thank you so very much! Um, so, catch our Machinima with Bam Bam series, which is available early to patrons and goes up weekly on Tuesdays, um, and then a week later for everybody else. Um, if you have any suggestions for that, we'll take them on Discord or by email. Um, oh, I should have edited this, this message, because last month, for our one year... We had a, a if, or not last month, sorry, that was in March. We had a, a special one for everyone, uh, which was me getting Bam Bam to watch Illegal Danish. Uh, and so that's up on YouTube if you want to go watch it. It was fun. Illegal Danish is so good. <laughs> also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes on the website to join that. It's open to everyone with a patron-only section. Um, I've also got a note. I've linked Discord with my streams, uh, which is now an affiliate stream. Um, and Ben has been uh, hard at work making some emotes for me in Discord for Discord and Twitch. So uh, we've got three, three so far, and then the the tentacle, um, and they are adorable. <laughs> and so this is my shameless plug. Go check out my stream. Come hang out. <laughs> it's fun. I I've I've been enjoying it. It's it's been getting me through. That's <laughs> what matters, you know. Finding finding things to do, finding ways to to keep positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's been great fun, and I'll, I'm open to talk about anything on there, not just WoW. I'll probably largely be streaming WoW, but um, I think me and Ben need to go play Portal at some point on stream. Oh boy. <laughs> Alright, let's get back to our demon hunters. Um, so later on, Illidan takes his new demon hunters on a mission. Uh, and this was told through the animated uh, pre-expansion cinematics, the Harbingers. Okay. Um, one of the night elf women, uh, who I, I, I did make sure that this was her, uh, it's Corvos Bloodthorn. She asks what makes them different from the demons that they hunt, and he doesn't answer right away, and then just leads them through the portal. And so they moved against a pit lord on the planet, um, Asgoth, easily picking up some of his lesser demons, and eventually Corvos acts as a distraction for Illidan to land the final blow. And then, after all, it, all this, Illidan speaks to Corvass, uh, and we find out what sets the demon hunters apart from their prey. Um, Illidan says the demons will stop at nothing to destroy our home, and she just replies, and we will sacrifice everything to save it. I love that line. I do. I, I love demon hunters. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you still there? Can you still hear me? I am still there. Okay. I was just like resonating from the intensity because I was asking myself the same question too. And then I was like wondering if that was like a good enough reason because like, does that really, I think that means that the only thing that's different is that there one is on one side and one is on the other. Yeah. It's a very Marvel villain feel to it, right? Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah. 
Okay. But we're on the right side, so we shall destroy them. Um. <laughs> uh, so, during the events of Burning Crusade, things got a little wonky in terms of timeline. Um, Lady Vosh was beaten by uh, adventurers in the Serpent Shrine Caverns. Um, and Kalthos kind of went silent for a long time. And I don't think Illidan ever actually found out what he was up to. Uh, and we're not going to talk about that today, because that's going to be another story. <laughs> Ooh! Um, once back on Outland... Uh, Illidan found the location of Nathreza, one of the Legion's worlds, um, and the home world of the Dreadlords. Uh, so he used a comma to his advantage. He found out... <laughs> he ended up finding out that a comma was working against him with Maev. And he bound a portion of a comma's soul into service. Um, oh, no. So he used the shade of a comma to trick Maev into an ambush. And... Made sure that she was the only one to survive it. This is fucking rough, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I just, I just want to smack Illidan right now. Um, He's like, what you doing? <laughs> this is kill Jaden level pettiness. Pettiness isn't even the strong enough word for this. We'll talk about kill Jaden another day, but... <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, I feel bad for laughing. So... He made sure that Maev was going to be the only one to survive this, and used the souls of her forces as well as some of his own to open a portal to Nethreza. Um, and he took his demon hunters through after Maev was captured. <laughs> so, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so once on Nethreza, they made their way into the archives, secured a record that contained the location of Argus, and destroyed everything else. So they retreated back to Outland, and as, El as Illidan collapsed the portal, a the blowback from the spell actually destroyed the planet and and slayed the demons that were on it forever. Because it was because oh, when you kill a demon in the Twisting Nether, they're dead, dead. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, this did have the consequence, though, of letting the Legion know that he was a threat. Right. <laughs> um. It seems very roundabout, but that's when they decided to attack Azeroth in order to lure the denizens of Outland um, to Outland, and therefore to Illidan's doorstep. Basically like, hey, we're gonna attack you, pretend that it was this dude that attacked you, and you're gonna go kill this dude for us. Thanks! <laughs> and I mean, it kind of worked. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh... So, as, as the adventurers are attacking the Black Temple, Illidan sends his demon hunters through a portal to Mardoom, which we've talked about before. Um, this is where Sargeras used to put the souls of demons to hold them prisoner, and he kept the keystone um, that was needed to travel to Argus. This, this is where he kept it. Um, okay. <clears throat> Uh, this is our first demon hunter experience. So this is this this is us learning how to play a demon hunter. Um, as a player, you learn about sacrifice, demon hunter abilities, and uh, some of the allies that the Illidari have, including the Coil Scarred Naga, as well as the Shavara. So those are the like six armed demon ladies. So delightfully okay. creepy. <laughs> six armed ladies, damn. And very scantily clad. Ooh, even better! 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we end up killing the demons on the planet and taking it over. And then we go back to the Black Temple just in time to see Illidan defeated in a magical oh, prison. No. <laughs> and Maiev standing in front of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> and this is where some of the... that coming. <laughs> totally not. Um, there is a little bit of retconning here. Because originally we kill Illidan at this point. When we come back from Outland as a demon hunter, um, and it's probably because this was not planned at the time of Burning Crusade, um, Maev just, like, originally Maev just, like, took off. Because, like, her goal is done. She's she's done. She doesn't, she doesn't have anything else to do. So when we come back as demon hunters, we get a cinematic of, um, we try to attack Maev. Okay. <gasps> Why this is a good idea, I don't know. But she very easily just, like, fends us off and then jails us. <laughs> so, great. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> so we're woken up a few years later, still in our prisons, uh, by Maev. So we're in the Vault of the Wardens, which is located below the Broken Isles, um, and it's where the Wardens have kept most of the dangerous threats to Azeroth. Um... And she talks about how she spent her entire life as a jailer, but she will do anything to save Azeroth, including letting us go. Oh, shoot. So we start by freeing two other Illidari. And we quickly figure out why Maiev would actually set us free. Uh, <laughs> like, we're her most hated enemies, and yet she's letting us go? Oh, wait. The Legion's probably here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so we work our way deeper into the prison where Maev keeps Illidan's body. Um, we meet up with her and break our way into the vault, which was locked by one of her wardens that was corrupted by uh, the alternate Gul'dan. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other warden and Gul'dan are making off with Illidan's crystal prison. And Maev... Oh, no. <laughs> it's terrible. And then Maev follows him, follows them through the portals, and then we take care of the demons left behind and absorb their power. Because that's what we do as demon hunters. Um, one thing here, Vandel is not here. He actually never made it to Mardoom. <laughs> what happened okay. is, like, when we were all sent to Mardoom, essentially, he was, he was, gonna, he was headed to, like, join us. But he encountered Maev, and they dueled, and she essentially ended up leaving him for dead. She thought okay. she did, anyway. Um, but because demons are, you know, cool, healy power, wolverine magic, um, he woke up a little bit later, learned of the defeat of Illidan, and he just kind of peaced out. He was like, I gotta go prepare for stuff. He's gone. <laughs> and, well. Yep. And so, he's not with us. Where he is, we don't know at this point. Um, M-I-A. Mm-hmm. So, as demon hunters, we set out on, on our legion quest uh, of unlocking our artifact weapons and our class hall, which is the Fellhammer back on Mardoom. Um, this does mean taking down one of our former trainers, lore-wise, Veritas. Um... And it's either his sister or his wife, Karia. They share the same last name. I could not find anything to confirm sister or wife. 
Okay. <laughs> um, we don't kill Veritas, but we actually do end up killing Caria, and then she's later brought back by Kill Jaden, because why not, Demon Lord? <laughs> not. <laughs> um, and then we begin hunting down the Sargerite Keystone again. So we did end up getting it from Mardoom the first time. But when we were in prison, the, the wardens took it over, uh, took possession of it, and then it was stolen by the Legion. Oh my god. Can't keep any of your shit straight, man. Uh. uh so we take it, put it back in the Fellhammer, uh, and then we use it to launch attacks on other Legion worlds in the hopes of bringing Illidan's soul back to his body. Okay. Um, eventually we make our Does way- Hmm? Uh... We're getting into that. Ooh. That's the next bit. We make our way into Surabar City, where the Legion has kind of forced an alliance with the city's leaders. Um, basically, they reached out and were like, hey, if you don't, don't join us, um, we're going to... <laughs> I can't speak, okay? <laughs> English is hard. But they're basically like, if you don't join us, we're going to kill you in very horrible ways. <laughs> and so... And so they join up. Uh, when we finally make it through to the last boss of the of the Nighthold, which is Gul'dan. <laughs> um, Goddamn Gul'dan. Uh, he's trying to corrupt the body and soul of Illidan to make him work for the Legion. Oh no! So, as much as we don't usually talk about mechanics of the actual game on, on the show... There is something I want to mention here, because uh, something that's happened with raiding, Mythic differs, like, all the different difficulties, um, they just get harder, but Mythic has, something usually is very, very different about the fight that we don't see on other difficulties. Um, on Normal and Heroic, we just kind of beat down Gul'dan, and we get our ending. No big deal. On Mythic... We fight something called the Demon Within. I think it's a portion of Illidan's soul that was corrupted. Uh, and we have to fight that before we actually get our ending. Wow. And then the ending is fantastic, because at this point, Gul'dan knows he done fucked up. <laughs> uh, the crystal containing Illidan is knocked down and explodes behind him as the rift he opened in space implodes. Oh, man. And then, and then we see the wings right behind Gul'dan as he does that little turn when, like, he knows he's dead. We know he's dead. He's he's dead. <laughs> and then Illidan reaches for him, holds him up, and just, like, roasts him in very much the same way that he killed Varian. Ooh, I love it. And then he crushes the skull after, which is great. Oh, man. <laughs> I love it. Um... So next, we head into the tomb of Sargeras. Um, this used to be the temple of Elune, like, a long time ago. But Ashara, as she does, desecrated it with her deal with Sargeras. Mm. Pretty bitch. I cannot stand Ashara. <laughs> She's so evil, and so obviously evil. Ugh. So Demon Hunters learned that Illidan actually took the Keystone for reasons of his own. And we're not privy to them just yet, but we do find out right away. The last boss of the raid is Kil'jaeden. <laughs> Yay! We finally get to see you again. 
<sighs> so we follow him to his ship as it's traveling off into the great dark beyond. And uh, we bring him down as his ship crashes down onto Argus. Oh, shit. Uh, so this was the like original home world of the Draenei. And Velen's with us, too, so he actually sees this. Um, Illidan uses the keystone to open a dimensional rift back to Azeroth so that Khadgar can teleport us back to safety to the Broken Shore. Oh, man. Um, part of the interactions within all of this that we get to see, <laughs> Illidan does not mince words at all. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he finds that followers of the light, like Velen, are very much blinded by their faith, and he like actively tries to make Velen especially see that his belief in fate and destiny is too narrow um and there's like all sorts of amounts of sass from Illidan throughout all of this I'm gonna talk about it because it's great oh man um so with the dimensional ship uh built by the Draedi we head off to Argus um Illidan does help us a lot around Argus he actually leans uh, a portion of his own forces into uh into some of the areas to help just destroy and disperse the the legion um we also help resurrect one of the naru who we've mentioned before they're the beings of light that the draenei worship and she believes that illidan is some sort of chosen one and offers to cleanse him of his scars and bring him back like basically give back to him for his repayment and sacrifices <laughs> which, wow. which he does not take kindly to he ends up breaking free of like the kind of light halo that she's put around him and she's attempting to purge his corruption and he just like breaks free and kills her with I-beam ah! I love wow. it I say her because I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a uh, like I I'm going by what the voice actor is and that the voice actor is definitely a woman um, although I can't remember who actually plays her uh, some of the others are understandably upset um, and he once again reminds them that there could be no chosen one. It's up for all of us to fight for survival. And then with that, we head into Ad Taurus, the Burning Throne. Um, oh, dang. Yeah, so we work through the defenses of the Legion until we finally reach the kind of, like, stronghold itself. And this is where we come upon the Coven of Shavara. <coughs> um... A group of four sister demons with uh, six they they have six arms, um, and these four have proven that they're the most fanatical and depraved of Sargeras' followers. Okay. When we get there, they're tor tormenting the Pantheon, um, as well as our good old friend that we haven't seen since Wrath of the Lich King, very Mothras. Ow. <laughs> the one who was once loyal, in quotes, um, to Sylvanas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> One that she, like, I think she actually kills him herself. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, once we get past those fights, we make our way to the end of the area where the corrupted Agrimar waits for us. So, he's been tortured to the point where he sees Sorgaris' way and joins him. Because that's a good way of getting followers. Right? <laughs> Uh, on the way there, though, um, Velen starts talking about how if the Legion had anything like a holy place, this would be it. it this would be it. And they'd sooner pluck their eyes out 
rather than look at it. <laughs> and then Mr. Sassy Starbridge replies with, who could ever imagine such a sacrifice? This has entertained me every single day I've seen it. It's so great. Like, <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, I think I'm just going to start calling Illidan Storm Sass now. <laughs> you're, you're not full of rage anymore. You're full of sass. <laughs> uh, so we bring down Agrimar and release his spirit, uh, which again joins the brethren of the Pantheon at the seat of the Pantheon. Um, and then we transport there to fight the Titan Soul of Argus. And then we bring down this fell titan, or this titan soul, um, which has also been tormented and corrupted. Um, which, by the way, we should not have been able to do this. But we did? I guess I haven't been giving us enough credit before when I was like, we can't beat Ashara. We brought down a fucking world soul. Right? You got skills. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this should not have happened. Um, but when we bring it down, the leftover energy of his is used to imprison Sargeras. Um, and that's when we leave, except that Illidan doesn't move. And he's just like staring at the empty seat meant for Sargeras. Um, and then he, he kind of talks about how every sacrifice has led him to right here. And so Velen kind of realizes he, he's not coming back, and he kind of seems a little sad. You kind of want to give him a hug. Um, I think he kind of got into liking Illidan a bit, even though Illidan pokes fun at him a lot and is, like, super sass. Yeah. <laughs> and so Illidan pokes fun at him again, asking him if he'd foreseen this fate. <laughs> so much sass. Oh, Illidan, I love you. Um, and oh, Velen <laughs> kind of shows that his mind's been changed a little bit here. Um, instead, like, instead of following blindly in fate or destiny, he sees that it's in our hands. And then Illidan's kind of content with this, and he turns back to the seat, uh, the empty seat at the seat of the Pantheon. And then as, you know, they do their epic beam that imprisons Sargeras as he stabs the planet and all that stuff. Um, that's not quite the end of Illidan, though. Okay. I say not quite. Yeah. <laughs> um, back on the Vindicar, which is the dimensional ship that we've used to get to Argus, um, he's left a crystal with messages for Malfurion and Tyrande. As well as the adventurer. So this is for everybody, not just demon hunters. Um, okay. For Malfurion, he left... It's basically an olive branch. Um, basically to make peace, even though they were so divided on so many things. Um, and also, like, he kind of entrusts him to save the world. Which is pretty fucking cool. Um, he also tells Malfurion to take care of Tyrande and heed her advice, as she was the best of them. Which is, it, I mean, it's kind of true. Nice. <laughs> That's a nice gesture, sentiment thing. Right? It's so heartfelt. And it was, it's kind of really beautiful to play through it. Because we actually got this in-game. It was great. Um, 
Malfurion then talks to us about the selfish choices that Illidan made, uh, but also share, uh, recalled the times that they shared a common cause. Um, and then so we bring the crystal to Tyrande, and he left a message for her about how much he cared about her, and whenever he faced doubt, she was his anchor. Aww. And then she, he also asks her to take care of Malfurion. Um, Aww. Tyrande's a lot more cynical than Malfurion. <laughs> She's like, I don't know if he really truly means it, but sure. <laughs> She uh, she also couldn't bring herself... She, like, when he was brought back in the Nighthold, she has not spoken to him in all that time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she couldn't bring herself to do it, so... It's it's interesting. Um, the last message is to us, uh, and we bring the crystal to the Well of Eternity that he had made. Um, and he calls it the embodiment of his commitment to Azeroth, which in a way is kind of true. And he tells us that our dedication and sacrifice rivals his own, and that def the defense of the world rests with us. Oh, snap. And that's kind of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, right now, it has gone. He's, you know, he's he's watching over Sargeras, probably kicking his ass. <laughs> um, demon hunters are obviously still around, because it's not like you can just remove them from the game. Uh, so we're still protecting Azeroth from enemies that wish to destroy and corrupt the planet's soul. Um, but, yeah, so whether it be in the form of demons, or old god corruption, or death, that's what demon hunters are here to do. Sweet. Um, it also makes us a lot worse for the night elves, I think, who are demon hunters, who have had their world tree burned. Ooh. Yeah, it makes, that's a tough one. It makes it so much worse, I think, in my in my heart and in my head. Ah, oh, poor Teldrassil. Alright. Trivia time! Woohoo! Trivia! So, this I found funny. Illidan doesn't like murlocs, and he doesn't understand why some people do. <laughs> <laughs> um... This is especially funny to me, because there's actually a murloc version of Illidan, Merkadin. <laughs> it's a pet that was a gift for BlizzCon 2015. Oh, man. <laughs> and it's just Illidan as a murloc. It's adorable, and I love it. Oh, <laughs> um, Illidan held a memento of Tyrande until he was defeated at the Black Temple. That's touching. There was a sect of Draenei who had stayed on Argus when the others left, um, but they didn't ally themselves with the Legion 25,000 years ago. Um, they became mutated by the Fel Energy too, but instead of going by Broken, they just went by the original word in the Draenei language, Krakul. Um, and then they, they kind of differ a little bit in terms of appearance too. Like, they still very much look very similar, but, like, there's little bits that are different. Um, Akama and Maev are on the loading screen for Outland, starting with Cataclysm. Sweet! Um, one of Maev's abilities, uh, she uses Blink, which is usually a mage sort of teleporting spell, like, within, like, 30 feet kind of thing. Um, it's usually just a mage thing, but her ability to use it comes from Elune, the moon goddess. 
Okay. I don't know how, but that's, that's where it goes. Um, my F was supposed to do a little bit more during Legion, but the actress who plays her had, um, I think she needed surgery on her throat at the time, so she ended up, uh, some of her stuff ended up getting, getting scrapped for that. Which is oh, a little shit. sad. Yeah, because, like, oh man, the bickering between the two would have been so, so lovely. <laughs> Um, the Illidari seem to be comprised of demon hunter, as well as demons who have defected or spied for the Burning Legion. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't know entirely who's necessarily who in that, but yeah, that's, that's how that goes. Um, one of the Antorus bosses is a portal master, and she opens a portal to Nathreza. So I think when Illidan essentially destroy the planet it a por like a portion of it survived similar to how outland survived when nerzul had made the portals and it like exploded okay and now voices so mayev is voiced by debbie may west um she also does a lot of other night elves and the original cinematic trailer for world of warcraft um and her most credited role that I could find outside of Warcraft was Tsunade from Naruto. And she's, oh, yeah, and she's done so many others. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot to go into something. We do find Vandel again. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Part of our Demon Hunter class hall campaign, we find him on Mardoom. Oh, shit. <laughs> I totally forgot to put that in here. I thought I wrote that. No, that's fine. Uh, he's voiced by our goodest boy, Cameron Fulmar, who voices Gen. Sweet. <laughs> um, he does seem to be more of a stage actor, which none of those credits are shown on IMDb, and if anyone knows where to find them, please let me know so I can properly credit him. Because I feel bad that I can't. Um, oh, yeah. Akama is voiced by Steve Bloom. Uh, we haven't talked about any of his other Warcraft roles, but he's, he's got a lot in Warcraft. Uh, my favorite role of his is Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. Um, okay. But if you go look up his credits, let your mind be blown, because he's uh, he's probably about half your childhood. Oh, really? He's got so many roles. Uh, he was Wolverine at one point, too, in part of those. It's okay. Cool. It's cool. <laughs> Illidan, as we know, is voiced by Liam O'Brien in World of Warcraft. Um... Of course, I'm sure we all know Critical Role by now, because I like to talk about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell everybody to go watch Carbon San Diego on Netflix, the new one, because he's in it, and it's awesome. And there's a new interactive episode. It's so much fun, and it's so adorable. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Velen was voiced by Alan Shearman in Br Burning Crusade. Uh, he's done a lot of roles, most of which I don't actually know outside of Warcraft, but I found out he was on an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, really? Yeah. He's in, one of, he's in one of the Sherlock at Holmes episodes. Ah! <laughs> like, oh my god, this is great! Uh, Vela's voice was taken over, I think, in Warlords of Draenor by David Shaughnessy, who also plays Veritas. And a bunch of roles we haven't talked about yet in, in WoW. Um, he, the most random thing I found, he's, he was an executive producer on The Young and the Restless. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah, but his acting also includes Heathcliff in Big Hero 6, uh, the movie and the series. He's the butler of the fourth wall breaking character. Sweet. And he's got he's got a lot more roles too, but I was like, it's sweet, he's Heathcliff. <laughs> and he's an exec on a soap. That's <laughs> so random to me. <laughs> but yeah, so that that is our show today. Who would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library? We usually record at the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Millmaker space. With them closing down to keep everyone's safety and health in mind, we are at home on Discord. Which is great! Um, our intro and outro music is is by Kevin McLeod. You can find all of his work on his website, incompetech.com. Our wonderful artwork is by our good friend Ben Hoffer. His Instagram is scorpiusoka7, C-O-R-P-I-U-S-O-K-A, the number seven, if you would like to check out more of his work. And also you can check out some of his work on my stream, because uh, I, I, I don't think I've gotten 30 mil yet, but he made my emotes, and they're, they're in Discord too, and they're... They're so cute. I love them so much. Adorable. Everyone should definitely check him out. Absolutely. And his commissions are open, so if you get in touch with him, uh, yeah, give him love, because <laughs> Ben is so great. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's been Azeroth History for, for the month of May. Woo! <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm Senpai. I'm Bam Bam. And we'll notice you next time. Bye!